Welcome to High Lawn Baptist Church in St. Albans, West Virginia, where our mission is to know Christ and to make Christ known. We pray that you are blessed by the sharing of God's truth for us this day. For more information, visit us online at highlawnbaptistchurch.org. Sinner. <laughs> I know, that, that's good. Um, well, good morning. Thank you all for having me today. I always say, I, I, I enjoy getting to go visit places. I don't enjoy the reasons sometimes when somebody's sick, um, but uh, we, we know Jason's right where he needs to be. Um, hopefully he's taking a good nap still yet this morning, but uh, we know Jenny's taking good care of him and trying to Trying to get things figured out for sure, but um, if, if we've not met, my name's Evan Arkell. I'm the area minister here in Southwest West Virginia, um, so I get to uh, serve about 90 churches in 10 counties or, or so, but um, so part of the fun that I get to do, well, part of the fun is I get to be this young man's teacher on Tuesday nights. Uh, <laughs> right now we're, t right now we're doing church history and Elbert's Elbert's lived more of it than me, so he's, he gets to teach us coming Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, now we, I'll get we, you back Tuesday. I know, I know. We have a good time. But, um, but, but part of the, the blessing that I get is to just get to church, come to churches and thank you. Uh, thank you for your mission giving. Thank you for your support, for your prayers, for everything that you do. And, and so this morning, on behalf of the West Virginia Baptist Convention, uh, I'd just like to present this gift, uh, this certificate to the church and to Elbert, since he's the one standing up here. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you, brother. Bless you. I'm going to give this to Roger. Okay, okay. But thank you all, because, uh, well, and... and I'm not too proud to say it. If churches like you didn't give, I wouldn't get a paycheck. So, um, you know, um, but it, it, as, as we um, do mission together, part, part of what we realize as a convention um, is that we are just better off doing Christ's ministry together, uh, doing his work together. It, at 400 or so churches strong across the state, we can do a whole lot more than one, even our biggest churches can do on their own. But so yet, as we do ministry as a local body, we also get to do ministry statewide as a larger body, and we get to do ministry around the world supporting our missionaries. Um, just uh, last weekend, Keith and Debbie Myers are and for their year, our, our missionaries through international ministries, they are on the, in another country on their mission for four years, and then they come home, give updates, and raise support and such for, for a year. So they are currently at Parchment Valley, and uh, just uh, want to say thank you all for, uh, I mean, Camp Cowan's getting ready to fire up. I'm, I'm excited about that. Anybody ever been to Cowan? Woohoo, there's a handful of you out there. All right. And I always, my wife and I didn't grow up as Cowan kids, so uh, we've been going the last, I guess this is our 11th year as counselors, so we've chosen to be Cowan adults. So if anybody's going to be a high school one this year, let's go. <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, Parchment Valley is uh, ramping things up for the summer as well, just doing wonderful ministries. Um, at, at both Cowan and at Parchment Valley on any given through, through the year, through the summer, through the camps and such, we'll typically see about 100 people give their life to Christ at each one. And that is such a, such a blessing. Uh, yes, that, that is praiseworthy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Um, so, so that's always a, a wonderful to hear. And uh, Baptist Campus Ministries be praying uh, as we've got, I think, 70 uh, college kids from around the state heading to Myrtle Beach for their Beach Week this, uh, retreat. Uh, I think they're probably driving down today. Um, but as a dad with one daughter uh, who just finished her junior year at Marshall and my youngest daughter be graduating from Cabell Midland here in a couple weeks. So next year I'll have a freshman and a senior at Marshall and just very thankful for the college campus ministries on Wednesday nights where they'll be uh, worshiping with two to three hundred uh, other students on the campus of Marshall University. And that, that is, uh, what, what a blessing that is. But we have uh, Baptist Campus Ministry folks at nine campuses, which gives us the opportunity to reach over 60,000 college-age students. So, you know, God is doing wonderful, wonderful things. That's just, you know, a handful of things. There's more than I can mention. Um, but that's what your giving does and supports and goes to. So that's why we say thank you, thank you, thank you. It takes us all. Um, just like... Mother's Day, as we celebrate that, uh, we always say, you know, it takes a village, right? And, you know, thankfully, although we have our birth mothers, many of us also have those ladies in our life that were other mothers when we were other places. Um, I'm thankful for a couple who, who, who whipped my hind end when I needed it, although they weren't my mom, you know, <laughs> but uh, uh, thankful for that. And, of course, they'd get arrested for those things these days. <laughs> um, but uh, if you have your Bibles, we, we're in Luke chapter 1 uh, this morning. We'll be starting with verse 26. But uh, yeah, I am, I'm blessed. My mom, uh, between my wife and I, uh, my mom is our only living uh, parent. So the only grandparent that, that my uh, daughters have. And, and so um, it's a blessing. We, she just had a knee surgery couple months ago, and so uh, she was with us for about eight weeks. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> took her to therapy, and I was her, her at-home therapist. She got mad at me some, but, you know, just like a mother pushes their children, well, I was the son pushing my mother, um, but uh, she's doing quite well now, back home and all that, and um, always, always thankful for my wife. We have two daughters, and uh, we had a daughter between the two of them who uh, she was stillborn at about 26 weeks. Who little Emily had Down syndrome and, and a lot of things. And, and hardest time of our life, but yet it's those hard times that push us forward. Because our, our story, my, my uh, really my testimony is to say if it had not been for that, I don't think I would be here today. It, it was through those tragic circumstances that, that God called me into ministry. Um, and you know, we, we go through these things and... Uh, wow, my wife was really strong through that uh, as, as a mother who lost a child. Um, she was really strong for her. Um, I did, I had the opportunity. I took off and went to work and stayed at work as much as possible. And um, she stayed at home and was taking care of our two-year-old daughter while she was going to work. And, um, and even going through a lot of that, it was like, dealing with God's calling me into ministry and you know we're wrestling through that and she was seeing that too and um, yeah there was one point where I just said Becky I'm not good enough for this and maybe I've told you this um, and I'm thankful because she looked at me and said you're right you're not 
And I needed to hear that. But she said, but he is. And that's the important thing to remember. Not one of us are good enough for God. But through and by the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we are. Not one of us is good enough for whatever our calling is. But God has equipped us to go and he has our backs. I still stand here not good enough to be here today. But by God's grace and his calling, when we say yes... (laughs) He gives us what we need. And um, I say, I'm thankful for my wife, who, who is such a supportive wife and such a supportive mother. And uh, her and my daughters this morning I go to New Baptist Church, is where my mem- I'm never there, but um, it's where my membership resides and where they go to church. And uh, so she's mothering other people's kids this morning they work the nursery every other month and i think uh, i think last week they had like 30 babies or something crazy like that and so they are they are all three my my daughters are they're all mothering kids this morning in the nursery at church so uh thankful for them um but just the thought this morning is is a blessed calling and when we think about mothers what a blessed calling that is today. Um, as I mentioned, oftentimes we don't feel adequate to do what God has called us to do. And when we look here, we're going to read the story of, of Mary, Jesus' mother. And I'm sure she didn't feel adequate for what God was calling her to do. In Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, Well, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative uh, Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Would you pray with me this morning? Eternal God, we are thankful. We are blessed to be able to to get up, 
to have the health to, to walk out of our homes, to be able to, to have the means to put on clothes, God, to jump into vehicles, to be able to afford the gas, to be able to get here, to come together to worship you. Today we honor our mothers, we honor our families, God, but none of this would be without you, and so we worship you for this today. God, I just pray through this message, through this sermon, that you would just shut my mouth and speak the words that you would have me to say. Lord, if there's any here today who need encouragement, I just pray that you would use these words of upliftment to encourage God for this next day, for the next step, to encourage to what you're calling us to do. Lord, if there's any here today who, who needs our toes stepped on, God, I just pray that you stomp hard and get our attention to get us to where you want us to be. And God, if there's any here today who have never accepted you and the free pardon of sin, who have never said, yes, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my Savior and the Lord of my life, that today would be the day that you would use these same words, God, to speak into a heart, to know that they need you. Lord, have your way with each and every one of us. Speak into our hearts what we need to hear. For it's these things we ask and we pray in Christ's name. And amen. It's always interesting to me to think about Mary and this, this event. Because it's so unusual for us. I mean, it's once in a lifetime event that we really just can't. It's hard to wrap our minds around and comprehend. Matter of fact, it's so hard to wrap our mind around and comprehend. There are many people who simply can't believe it because the logic won't allow them to. Well, the thing is, if we try to start putting logic and applying it to God, then there will be a lot of things that we won't allow ourselves to believe. Because God is a supernatural God. God is a God who goes above and beyond anything that we can think or imagine. God will do things so much greater if we allow him to. But sometimes we just blind ourselves. There are so many people who would just blind themselves because they don't want to believe what they're seeing. Or they don't want to believe what they have heard. Sometimes we can become so smart that we outthink ourselves. Sometimes we can become so brilliant, some folks. No, I don't have to worry about that. But sometimes we can become so brilliant that all of a sudden we don't think we need a living Lord, a living God. If we can become that brilliant, I don't want to be. I'll stay simple. <laughs> I want to learn, but I'll stay simple, Right? When we read through our text, the one thing that I want us to understand, when we look and we're, we're starting to think about what Mary might be going, uh, what she might be going through. In verse 28, the angel came and said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. The, the one thing that I want us to take from this is to know that you were chosen by God. If you were sitting here this morning and you can hear this through your ears, or if you can't hear this and the people all around us who choose not to believe or not to whatever, we were all chosen by God for something and for someone. See, the thing is, God has placed us here for a reason and for a purpose. You were placed here to do something on this earth for Christ that nobody else can. You are placed here, you're the people group who you're surrounded by every day. 
hey, there's your mission field, right? God's given you, God's given us all a purpose. And I like to ask this question, and I don't always like the answer, but I'll ask it here. How many of you know people who need Jesus that you regularly encounter? And here's the second part the most people get mad. If you can't say yes, you need to get out more, right? I mean, God is calling us to, to engage a society, to engage people who need Jesus. And, I mean, I love coming to church, and I love to worship, and I love to do all of these things. Um, I, I was reading something the other day that said there, there was this ministerial doctoral student that, that asked the, the wise professor and said, Professor, which is more important, the journey or the destination? And the wise professor said, it's the people. <laughs> Did we read that this week somewhere over? Okay, that's where I got that from. I, was, I couldn't remember. But the thing is, we, we can get lost on what we're doing so much that we forget that God has placed us here to encounter and to be a blessing to the people around us. To bless them, not to beat them over the head with his good word, but, but to live it out and to show his good word in, in, in this world that needs us. See, Mary was chosen by God and we are chosen for our, uh, for, for our own journeys. But see, both mothers and children are chosen. As you mentioned, none of us would be here without a mother. Doesn't mean we have to like her. Some people, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of like Mother's Day and Father's Day. Some people have bad stories. Some people have very painful pasts. But it doesn't change the fact that God used this person to bring us here. It doesn't change the fact, and, and you get what I'm, under, what I'm saying there, but we, we were chosen. See, when we look at the story of Mary, we see a girl that just wanted to please God. And I got to ask, are you there this morning? Are you in a place in your walk with Christ where you just, God, I don't care what you call me to do, I just want to please you. Because that's a pretty awesome place to start, I think. Now, we wrestle with that sometimes because we wrestle with what we want and what God wants. And I think when we pray, you know, he, he joins the two together when we want what God wants. But the thing is, she just wanted to please God. And, and I hope that that's where we're at because we were, when we're chosen by God, we realize that. And then we just want to please God. So I hope we can wake up through the day and the morning or whatever and just you know, say, God, what do you want me to do today? God, who do you want me to be? I want, I'm yours. Have your way. I'm yours, Lord. See, verse 28, it says that she was highly favored. Do you think you're any different? See, I mean, Mary had a special place. <laughs> yes, I mean, she, she, she's the mother of Jesus. But I think we're all highly favored in the eyes of God. God loves us. I mean, he loves us so much he sent his son for us. We're highly, all highly favored in this way. We're no different. I mean, there are these obvious differences, but God wants us to do great things, or God wants to do, just as, ugh, let me stop and back up, tongue twisted, just as God did great things through Mary and bringing Christ to the world, 
God wants us to do the exact same thing and continue to bring Christ to the world. We're not going to born him, <laughs> but we can share him, right? Because he is in us and we are in him. And I love it when we get you wrestle with all of these things. And I love that in Psalm 139, verse 13, King David's just crying out to God, search me, have your way and this and that. But then he comes back and he says, for you created my inmost being. God, you knit me together in my mother's womb. His thing was, he was going forth and saying, Lord, I'm yours. I mean, you knew who I was going to be before. You, you, you know who I'm going to be following. You know my failures. You know my good stuff. And you love me anyway. <laughs> and we're the same way. Jeremiah was wrestling with this calling. And, and God spoke to Jeremiah and said, before I formed you, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, obviously, I don't think many of us in this room are going to go forth as prophet to the nations, but yet God still knew us and he called us apart and he set us apart for something. <laughs> and I love we read verse 29. I mean, Mary was, was greatly troubled trying to discern what this thing was going on. I think every single one of us, man, if the angel of the Lord is standing before us, we're all probably going to be troubled. We're all probably going to be wrestling with these things. <laughs> As I was writing down and going through this, Mary was greatly troubled, and, and you know she should have been, because parenthood's confusing, right? <laughs> Parenthood is hard, and, and I mean, hers was way supernatural to ours. But, but still yet, if you have kids, it's not an easy road by any means. We do our best and our kids fail us. We fail our kids and sometimes they do their best through that. I was just thinking about mothers. <laughs> Last night I had a pretty, a beautiful picture of the, the difference between a mother and a father. Our daughter's out. It's Cabell Midland's prom last night. And she's out, and a bunch of their friends, it was at the Pumpkin Park in Milton, a bunch of their friends left there. That They went to a strike zone in Huntington to go bowling, and they were out late. And so what's my, my wife, her mother, do? She stays up and waits because she can't go to sleep until the baby's home. What's the dad do? I was asleep by 10 o'clock. <laughs> There's some differences, right? Now, I had to preach today. I have a, I have a good excuse, right? <sighs> But sometimes that's, you know, that's just the difference. But parenting and motherhood and fatherhood, they're just hard. And yet Mary was facing something so much different in some ways. And again, this had never happened. Sometimes we ask the question, what did I ever do to deserve this? You think Mary was asking that? Sometimes we look at our little precious bundles of joy and we think, wow, what did I ever do to deserve this? Sometimes, especially when they get older and start to talk, we pull our hair out and say, what did I ever do to deserve this? <laughs> and I think God responds to us in a lot the same way. I, I, but the thing is, it's frustrating, it's a joy, it's a blessing, it's scary, it's all of these things. 
And in verse 30, Mary's got all these emotions going through. And the angel of the Lord said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. And and so the first thing we're talking about, you were chosen by God. And the second thing is, don't be afraid of that. Whether you're a mother, whether you're a father, whether you're a... You don't have to be a mother or father to understand that you're chosen by God. And some things that he's going to call us to may be afraid. See, the thing is, of parents, we we have the ability, and I've done this myself, we have the ability to go through and start thinking about all of the bad things that can happen. And, And I have a feeling this is what my wife was experiencing last night before our daughter gets home. It's easy to think of the bad things that can happen. And, and, you know, the fact is, those are realities. Those are things that can happen, but we can get caught up on the what-ifs, right? And, and I'm not saying I'm super spiritual in all this, but, I, you know, I just go to sleep and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, but he says, don't be afraid. And, and I think we can easily get caught up in thinking the, the negative things. But the, Paul said to the Philippians, He said, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure or admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, to think about these things. We have plenty in life and with our kids. I mean, they're going to disappoint us. We're going to disappoint God. But God, through his word, even says, don't focus on the negative things. We, we, we can be forgiven for those things. Let's focus on the positive. Let's move forward. See, the thing is that there's a song out there. The name of it is Fear is a Liar. Fear will beat us up. <laughs> Fear will tear us down. If Satan could get us fearful of something that hasn't even happened, I mean, he's done a pretty good job of winning. Because we can be paralyzed by, by this fear. But in, in verse 31 to 33, we, we, we see, I mean, Mary's still wrestling and, and the angel's telling her what's going on. But here we see Mary's call from God. I mean, it's different than ours. But again, we are still called to bring Christ to the world. Mary, you will conceive in your womb and bear this son. He will be great. He will be called the son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him a throne, his throne of his father, David. I love my kids, and they're special to me. But, you know, they weren't the son of the Most High. (laughs) You imagine the responsibility that went along with raising Jesus as a child? Knowing that he's special, knowing, seeing you know, when he's younger that the Magi are coming and bringing gifts and bowing down and, and all of these things. And I mean, Mary's been through all this, but it says she held those things in her heart. There's a crazy king who's trying to kill all of the babies his age because they want him dead. I mean, that's things that you and I haven't had to wrestle with, right? But she says in verse 34, how how will this be? How will this happen? Physically, this is impossible. And I think we all bring our questions of doubt to the table when we're trying to understand and respond to God's call in our life. God, I'm not good enough. You're right. God, I can't do this on my own. You're right. (laughs) 
God, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I think he's saying, you're right, but I can't. And once I realized that in my own personal life, I thought, well, he's removed all the excuses. I mean, they're good excuses, but God always can. The third thing I want us to get is that nothing is impossible with God. We read in verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. If God speaks it, it'll happen. If he says it's going to be true, it will be true. He does these things through us, through the power of God's Spirit, for no word of God will ever fail. You see in verse 38, Mary, she didn't run away scared and say, no, I'm not going to do this. I mean, I had to have been tempting, right? Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. That's something that's so hard for us to grasp because we don't really in our society understand lordship because of we, we live in this democratic society and we have to follow rules, but we don't live under this dictatorship, right? That if what Elbert said this the other night, we, we don't live under this, if the king says, I'm going to kill everybody, that everybody dies, right? It's not exactly how you said it, but it but, but, but we, I mean, but it's true, though, and that we don't comprehend, truly comprehend somebody truly being Lord over us. But yet when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, it's what we're getting ourselves into. We become his and not our own. I'm the Lord's servant. She says, may your word be filled. I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. You know, we have a responsibility as parents and as followers of Jesus Christ to our children and to others around us. I wrestle with this because I've heard it my whole life and I haven't always seen it come true. And maybe you understand in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I, I love that, and I truly believe in it, but then I also see some awesome parents who raised some awesome kids who turned out to not be that awesome after all, who turned, totally turned their back on God and, and walked away. And I wrestle with that because here, here's what I read as a promise. But the thing is, we can't control outcomes, right? All we can control is the process. And as parents, all we can do is all we can do. And then pray and put our children in the Lord's hand. See, our children will make important, though, what we make important. Not by what we say, but what we teach them by their actions. Our children will make important what we teach them to make important. So we have a big job. I'm going to ask you this, ladies. Are there hardships in the blessed calling of motherhood? <laughs> what? Absolutely. But then we remember God's love for us all. I love Paul's 
1 Corinthians 13. Without love, even our parenting is of banging gongs and clanging cymbals. Kids don't realize that we love them. Why they? Why would they listen to us? And Paul said, "Love is patient. Love is kind." Wow, I've failed my kids with this a lot. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. Giving birth to somebody to a life is the ultimate act of love. but yet teaching our children to follow the true love of God in Jesus Christ. That is real love. The one, we might not have a choice. But the other is every bit of a choice for us to follow Christ and to teach our children to do the same. Be patient, be kind. Don't envy, don't boast. I love this, where it says it's not self-seeking. Um, <laughs> I just think there's a lot of parents out there trying to live their sports dreams out through their kids. You ever notice that? Love well. I can't be the best father that I can that I could be without first loving Jesus Christ. Can't be the best husband I can be without first loving Jesus Christ. So I just want to say, Happy Mother's Day. And if you've not received the ultimate gift, whether you're a mother or a father or you're not a parent, Christ gave us the ultimate gift of life, true life in Jesus Christ. And maybe you've accepted that. Great. Maybe you've accepted that, but you're not truly utilizing that. If God's needed to, as I said earlier, lift you up, I pray he has. Stomp on your toes, I pray he has. If God's called you closer to him today, I pray he has. But don't leave what God's calling you to do in the pew to take out the door. Give it to him to carry with you out the door so that we can take his mission from worship to service. Would you pray with me? Our Father, we praise you. We thank you. Lord, so thankful for my mom and, and all of the moms represented here today. God, because that is an act of you and your will. But God, there's an even greater calling today, and that is to follow you. That is to follow your son. So as we prepare to sing a song of invitation, Lord, if, you, if you've placed something on our hearts, God, if you've placed a person in our minds, Lord, whether that's here at the altar, love to pray with folks, or if it's just standing uh, right where they are, God, just give us the courage to come to you. 
God, just help us to be better, to take a step towards you this morning. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the latest podcast from High Lawn Baptist Church. If you'd like to learn more about High Lawn Baptist Church or donate to our ongoing ministry, you can do so online at highlawnbaptistchurch.org. We believe that when you love God, you share His Word, and when you love others, you spread the gospel. We hope you enjoyed today's message and pray that you'll join us again next time. Once again, thank you for listening.